Hello everyone, and welcome to Whistle in the Dark. <laughs> Sorry, it's me, it's April. Uh, let's do this. And welcome to episode five of Whistle in the Dark, a feel-good podcast about all things terrifying. In it, I'm going to interview friends about supernatural experiences, discuss irrational fears, and feature immersive radio drama-style storytelling. On this week's episode, we have a part two of my conversation with Tanaz. If you haven't checked out part one yet, go give it a listen. This time around, she tells us a couple more fun and spooky stories, and we even discuss different spirits and demonology. I don't know much on the subject, but Tanaz's perspective is really interesting. So hope you enjoy. And we will be back with more radio drama style storytelling on July 29th. Here we go. Um, so I've always been interested in things from the other side or spirits, paranormal, that whole category of things. I don't know why. It's always been a fascination since I was young. I can't really explain where it came from. Mm. Uh, I was like super into like witchy things, witchcraft, and I don't know, just, you know, Charmed was on TV. It was the early <laughs> 2000s. Well, maybe it was the late 90s. I don't know. But I think it started in the late 90s and ended in the early 2000s. Well, yes. <laughs> So, you know, and I loved that TV show and it kind of just really fueled my desire for tapping into all of this stuff. But aside from that, I've had my own experiences um, even before I even knew like kind of what all this stuff was, mm. um, which kind of when I would be watching these shows, be like, oh, is that what I experienced? I would talk to what I call my spirit guides. At the time, I had no idea what I, who I was talking to. I just knew that when I was talking to these beings, that they were very comforting and nice. And I just used to think it was God. I grew up in a Zoroastrian household, and which is an ancient sort of Eastern religion. There are not many practicing Zoroastrians around. So I had some knowledge of God, but all of this terminology, spirit guides, um, and all that kind of stuff was, was yeah. not there. Like that was mm -hmm. how I sort of described it. And then it wasn't until later on I realized like, oh, you know, this is, this is like a spirit guide. Mm -hmm. um, a spirit guide, so we all have them. Um, it's like a guide in spirit that is sent to um, help us on our soul journey on our life path so they're not here to tell us what to do they're just here as like a guide almost like an, a guardian angel and we can all talk to them and connect with them um, you just kind of have to have an open mind to do so uh, when they would tell me stuff I would feel very comforted and um, loved and supported and it just used to make me feel good um, and so that is kind of how I developed this dialogue. And then as I got older and was like, this is crazy, <laughs> I, I stopped. And um, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Why did you start to think it was crazy? I just thought I was talking to myself. I didn't believe, you know, I stopped believing, even though I had so much proof that it was real. Mm -hmm. um, was I have, it just like growing up and thinking, yeah. I don't know. I'm too old for this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I used to be like, oh, like, don't be so stupid. You're too old to have imaginary friends. Because yeah. they were kind of like my friends. Yeah. Way. Sounds really sad. But yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie Heart and Souls? No. So that's always what I think of when you talk about spirit guides. 
Huh. So like they're the spirits of people who died, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they um there's like five of them or something. Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and it's just like this yeah, he's the kid. He grows up, you know, into an adult. And I think it's that they kind of like disappear for a while or he ignores them and then they like come back into his life. And they're like, hey, he still exists. Hmm. Hi. But they just kind of like are in his life and like protect him or watch him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much (laughs) kind of what it was like in a way. Like, I don't know. I think you reach a certain age and you're just like, oh, like this is stupid. It's not no one else is doing this. No one else is talking about it. I must just Mm -hmm. be making it all up. Um, Yeah. And so then I stopped and then it wasn't until like later in my life that I started connecting with them again. Yeah. So is that what made you first believe in the supernatural or is there another story that made you? Um, Well, I have lots of little stories like this, but I think the one that really made me believe, and this is kind of weird, but um, this is kind of going back to where I was going with the Charmed comment. So I loved watching Charmed, Mm -hmm. but it used to come on past my bedtime. So I wasn't always allowed to watch it. Um, And I remember, (laughs) I remember... um, Again, you know, didn't have any terminology, but I knew I would be speaking to, I thought I was speaking to God and and maybe I was, who's to say I wasn't, but so I just thought, Hey, like God really helped me out. I really want to watch Charmed, but my mom won't let me. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember hearing, um, like I just sort of received this like download of what to tell her (laughs) and and what I, how I could proposition her to let me watch it. So the so the proposition that I received and that I said to my mom was, um, will you let me record just three episodes? I don't know why, but that's what I was told to say. So I just said it. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, okay. So I was like, oh my God, this works. <laughs> so first, you know, Charmed comes on TV. I have my tape in the VCR. This is back then. <laughs> And um, episodes recorded. It's great. Then the next week rolls around and I say to my mom, can I record, you know, this is episode number two now. Can I record it? And she was like, no. So I remember storming into my room and being like, God, you betrayed me. Like we had a deal. Like, you know, I, I, uh, you know, you told me what to say. I said it. I've been really good. Like, you know, because part of the agreement was I had to be good. So I'm like, you know, what the hell? Like, you know, and I was really upset and I just thought this whole thing was stupid and I made it all up. Anyway, the next day um, I was flipping through the good old TV guide magazine (laughs) and I realized that last night's episode of Charmed was a repeat episode that I had already (laughs) seen. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Because I only got three episodes, Uh right? And I wouldn't want to waste one of them on a repeat episode. (laughs) If I had gotten that episode recorded, I would have missed the last episode of the season. Oh, (laughs) nice. I know, it's so (laughs) stupid. But like, what are the chances of that happening? It's true. And that was really what made me a believer. Yeah, because it was just so, I don't know, like I really felt like there was no other way Mm -hmm. I would have gotten my mom to say yes. And then just the chance that she said no to that one episode. Uh I don't know, it was just too much of a coincidence. (laughs) And then lots of other little things happened, Mm -hmm. but I guess this made me believe that I was actually talking to a higher being that was real and it wasn't just my imagination. Yeah. 
is sounds really stupid. It was very <laughs> meaningful to me uh -huh. as a kid. I, I can see that as a kid. <laughs> I mean, those things were very important to us. <laughs> yeah, they were. So since I have you here and you're an expert on all of these things, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about different kinds of spirits and like what would the difference be between like a spirit and a ghost? Um, so like I, I classify and there are a few different like classifications out there. Obviously there's no, you know, ultimate proof or way to prove any yeah. of this, but I classify a spirit is, um, a, again, human uh, was once human died crossed over yeah. and they have the ability to come back down to earth um, occasionally when they need to to check in or to visit their loved ones or to you know help pass on messages mm -hmm. can sometimes take the role of a spirit guide as well a ghost um, is someone who hasn't crossed over and so they're more able to manipulate the physical our physical world so when you hear about cupboard slamming and footsteps um, that is usually like ghost activity mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. Um, either they don't know that they're dead, they died suddenly and they don't realize that they're dead or they have an attachment to a piece of land or a person left on earth and they have unfinished business and they're not going to cross over mm -hmm. until they complete what they have to do. And then there's another category um, which is poltergeist. Okay, I was just going to ask you about poltergeist. Yeah. <laughs> So poltergeist is like, they have a reputation as being pretty intense. They can slam things, throw things. People have said that they've levitated or they've seen people levitating or being thrown, or, you know, real intense sort of stuff. So the theory with poltergeist is that it's an, not a incarnate, uh, a spirit again, or like a, a ghost of a human soul, yeah. but that it's an energy that attaches itself to a living person and then it they're the ones controlling it but in a sense it controls them it's like a feeding of energy so you don't think that it's an actual like separate being or entity that like someone has manifested or that has attached it to someone yeah uh, and look again there's no way to like prove this but if i had to categorize it uh -huh. yes i would just think that it's a I, I feel like it's an energy that sort of attaches and then is able to kind of manipulate the person or activities around the room through that person. So I'm curious about, I've heard the phrase evil spirit before, and I'm curious how that differs from a demon, because when I hear evil, I just automatically think of like, you know, something demonic mm -hmm. you know if you want to sure elaborate a little bit on that so there are no hard and fast rules in the spirit world but this is kind of how i would describe it so uh an evil spirit could just be somebody who we would describe as being evil in real life and then they die they you know cross over and they're personality goes with them so they're still kind of like up to mischief in the spirit mm -hmm. world um so like let's just say you had somebody who was extremely aggressive or violent it, it could be possible that they could be that way in spirit form too that's what how i would classify an evil spirit uh whereas a demon kind of similar as i was talking about angels like angels are not 
human beings. They are angelic. They live in a you know in the angelic realms. They're not human. Uh, same with the demon. Just mm-hmm. you know the opposite that they would sort of live in demonic realms, sort of darker, sort of underworld type realms, and they're not human in that sense. They're just another type of being. So, yeah, they never walked the earth as a human, then died, and now they're... Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They don't know what it's like to be human. They're just uh, a sort of otherworldly being. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's hard for me because, like, coming from a Christian background, it's hard to think evil and not think demonic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or just associate that with, like, hell. <laughs> right. You know, or, right. like, a being from hell, mm-hmm. you know? How do you see demons, like, outside of a Christian theology? Mm-hmm. You know, I I used to be really, really fascinated with, you know, demons and evil spirits. Like, I found the whole world kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of try to not go there because I just don't want to like associate my energy with it so I haven't really looked into it too much recently but I guess I would kind of describe them as like almost like these alien beings that maybe have a different reality to Mm -hmm. the one that we have and their purpose is different and their I don't know there may be more of a representation of the shadow qualities that we sometimes see as humans, but they're like even more than that, like beyond our comprehension. Yeah. It feels almost abstract. Yes. As a concept, at least for me, when it's not coming from a typical Christian perspective, which is very, you know, cut and dry. It's like good and evil, heaven and hell. I mean, I guess there's a lot of similarities in that you know, the whole non-human stuff. And I I would say that, like, you know, demons are probably inherently evil Mm -hmm. or, like, have maybe a different purpose than we would. I guess they probably don't think what they do is evil, right? Yeah, do you think that? Like, do you think they're like, we're being, let's go do evil today. (laughs) Yeah, see, I I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they probably just do what they do because it makes sense in their realm of the universe i don't know i don't even know what they would be doing yeah but maybe it's just when they enter this world or this dimension that we that their behavior is like what we describe as demonic i don't know i'm not really sure but that's kind of it sounds like i'm on the demon side or something (laughs) (laughs) trying to view them as nice misunderstood beings from another realm i don't know and i mean like a lot of what I know about demons is honestly from like popular culture and like movies mm-hmm. <laughs> or and also Christian theology back to it. But it's like they want to inhabit and control and basically like toy with people. Right. Like, you know, insidious or whatever. Uh, the demon's trying to like trap him in the spirit, you know, the kid. Right. Trying to trap him in the spirit world so that he can inhabit his body. Right. You know. Right. But I think that's usually what we see from demons in movies is that basically their ultimate goal is inhabiting people Mm -hmm. in order to create like mischief and mayhem. Right, right. You know, and like basically cause harm. Yeah. So you don't see demons really as like coming from like hell or an underworld necessarily. I I definitely think they probably live in a different dimension. Okay. Would I call it hell? No. Um, but I would say that they live in some sort of different dimension. Okay. Yeah. 
And would you see that dimension as being um, hell-like? <laughs> Hellish? Underworld-like? Oh. Again, I I don't want to... I don't know. I'm not a demon sympathizer. I'm just... But, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. But um, I remember having... <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. It's just like... <laughs> Tanaz, demon sympathizer. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I don't... Like, I guess I... I don't know. Hey, April here. Uh, 2022 Tanaz wants you to know that she does not advocate for associating with demons. Just in case you were wondering. Okay. <laughs> Um, this is what that question makes me think of. So mm-hmm. I one time had this dream where I was in this world and it didn't look like Earth, but it was very similar. And there were these beings around me that I knew were kind of like demonic. And I remember they were standing there and they had extremely high vibrations. And the like guy who was standing there demon dude or whatever was like (laughs) we really want to have you back can you please come back like we would really love to have you back in this life and I remember looking at him and saying oh I'm sorry like not this time around (laughs) like uh, I'm not I've chosen like the part of the path of light and he was just like oh no worries we understand (laughs) (laughs) and that was my dream (laughs) and I remember waking up and being like Wow, like firstly, demons, like these sort of darker beings have high vibration, just Mm -hmm. like a positive light and angelic being, but it was different. I also was like, man, I must have like teamed up with them at one point. (laughs) And, uh, you know, if if the dream was real or what. And then the third part of it was like, they were kind of just understanding. He didn't try to like capture me in his lair. He was just like, yeah. sure, like we understand. You're going to go do your thing. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and um, I remember telling my friend about this and she's kind of also sort of very connected spiritually. And she was like, oh, of course you would have had a life. You know, you have to, in order to understand the light fully. Hmm. So I, I don't know, maybe we do have, if you believe in past lives or whatever, yeah. you know, maybe we do go through certain lifetimes being more aligned with darker sort of presences or energies because that's what we need to do. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, in the dream, he said, we'd love to have you back. So I had been there before. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we got a desk waiting for you. Good 401k. <laughs> Um, <laughs> great healthcare yeah. <laughs> dental vision it's a kind of almost a nice thought to have that they're not all evil sort of almost like in Greek mythology where it's like Hades he's just like the caretaker of the underworld or he's like the right. head guy and you know like mm-hmm. he's just taking in souls like that's his job or right. you know the task he was given so it's it's kind of nice to think of it that way or to watch something like so there's this neil gaiman book called good omens and they just adapted it for amazon Mm -hmm. and it's about like an angel and a demon who partner up to stop the apocalypse or even like buffy or like a lot of media that's um that presents it as like a little more complex i i I like that line of thinking that you know no there isn't like a whole sword of demons waiting to like take over your body Mm -hmm. you know like (laughs) i I don't (laughs) i don't think so yeah i kind of think that the evil spirit thing is probably something that's far more common than like an actual sort of demonic presence Mm -hmm. like um you know just the same way that we have you know bad people doing bad things you know we can also have spirits that are the same way inclined yeah oh i want to ask you one last thing sure 
So that little black orb or that big black orb. I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was big. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that was an evil entity? Do you think it felt demonic or like a ghost or? I think it was definitely nothing nice. I think Mm -hmm. it was a negative energy for sure. I don't, I mean, look, except for that dream, I don't know that I've ever really had any encounters with demons and I I would be like really skeptical to think that that's what it was, but it definitely, so I would say no to that, but mm-hmm. it felt negative. It felt like a very negative, terrifying yeah. presence. Now I've kind of like done a little bit of research on like all the different types of ghosts and like spirits. And yeah, yeah. At the time I didn't believe in the devil. I would say now I believe in evil. I do. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I personally don't believe that there's like a supreme evil being like we have God, right? Who's like the supreme, like benevolent thing. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there's like a supreme evil being, but I do believe that there are evil forces and spirits um out there mm-hmm. i'm i'm trying to think back even now to think what was going on in my life if it was like yeah. a very emotional time but i can't think of anything at the moment but i don't agree with victor <laughs> that uh, <laughs> it was a demon yeah. yeah that's kind of because you know like when you come i'm sure victor was raised christian yes he was <laughs> yeah so it's like if there is anything in the evil arena Mm -hmm. (laughs) you might automatically go there yes you know because that's what you're raised to believe and we don't really cover ghosts or spirits you know (laughs) that aren't either from heaven or hell or angelic or demonic you know that's not really covered in the bible Hmm. but i don't know i don't actually i've never actually read the entire bible (laughs) so there might be a story or two that could be interpreted that way I've not made up my mind <laughs> right, right, <laughs> on anything. <laughs> and that's, so, okay. Yeah. that's okay, too. I think, you know, keeping an open mind and is always the best. Yeah. You know, we're always learning new things, right? Very cool. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add? You good? Uh, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, <laughs> thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Just the thank you for having me on the show. Like I invited you to our studio to record <laughs> and we're sitting on your bedroom floor. Well, <laughs> They don't have to know that. I kind of like it. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you, Tanaz, for telling us your stories and for informing us on different spirits and your demon friends. <laughs> <laughs> Not in this one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Episode 5 of Whistle in the Dark. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The first season will be released every other week, so stay tuned for Episode 6 on July 29th. If you'd like me to tell any spooky stories you have, please submit them to whistleinthedarkpod. That's whistleinthedarkpod, P-O-D, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at whistleinthedarkpod or on Twitter at the Whistle Dark. Big thanks to Tanaz for being on the show. And be sure to check out her website, foreverconscious.com. See you next time. Boo! Wow. Uh, I'll do better next time. All right, bye.